Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, episode of Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Joshua, and joined by my brother, Caleb. What's up, guys? We are at a really cool location today, Joshua. Um, we are live right now from the Fly Fishing Film Tour over at Highland Brewery, uh, hosted by Hunter Banks. Uh, this is just awesome, man. We're excited to hang out here tonight. Going to get to hopefully meet a bunch of folks. Already gotten to meet a few folks, and the doors haven't even opened yet. So, really cool, and um Really excited to be here. This is just neat, man. It's a lot of fun. I got to give a big shout out to uh, Miller Watson. Yeah, he, he has hooked us up with a prime spot. So we got our podcast gear set up here. Yep, we'll, we should, we'll take some pictures and post them later. But uh, we got a great view of the of the films. Yeah, got some raffle stuff going on here. Uh, Land of Sky Trout Unlimited is here. Yep, uh, already met some cool people, and uh, already had a little barbecue. A little barbecue, a little Highland beverage. Life is good. Yeah, I mean. I I will say, I get I asked for a barbecue sandwich, but you come back with like, dude, you come back with brisket tacos. That was your fault. What? You told me to go get food. I a said, good, why don't you go ahead and get it? A good it? brother would have known that like I would have wanted the tacos. <laughs> I was pretty jealous of them dang tacos. Well, I'll go back and get you one. They got a brisket burrito, too. I mean, I thought about that. No, I mean, them tacos had like pico oh, on them, man. They were you know, delicious. I'm a pico. I'm it a sucker was, for some pico. It was good. So, uh, yeah, guys, we are here tonight. We hope that we're going to... Uh, who knows? Maybe we're going to meet you here in a minute. Some people are coming out to the show. But um, what a cool event. I got to come a couple years ago. We hadn't been together. And uh, big shout out to Hunter Banks for doing this. Yeah. going to be awesome films. We know some of the guys who are doing some of the films tonight in the show. Uh, so excited to see those and just excited to hang out with everybody. And so we thought since we were here early and we got set up and uh, we did pretty well, considering we didn't have our setup crew, it's just us tonight, uh, that we would... Uh, just record an intro for this week's episode. Yeah, and let me tell you, this week's episode is really cool. Uh, we did a live recording a couple weeks back. If you follow along with the podcast, you're pretty familiar with it, probably. But uh, we did a live recording with Mr. Jerry Yates out at Maggie Valley Fly Shop. And first of all, Maggie Valley did an awesome job just hooking us up with a great place to uh, to record. And we had some folks come by and had a great time with that. But uh, this has just been really neat to hear from Jerry Yates. Jerry... Is just an incredible guy. Uh, he created Frog's Fanny Floatin', um, which is an uh, insanely good floatin' that we're going to get into here in just a min- little bit. He is a fly, a certified casting instructor, um, and he's fished all over the place. And uh, he decided several years, several years ago to move to Western North Carolina and called Western North Carolina home. He talks a little bit about why that is, and uh, it's just a really neat episode, and Jerry's got some great stories, and uh, I'm excited for everyone to hear this conversation. Yeah, man, I uh, I am thinking, just sitting here, I'm pumped about this episode. Thanks to all the guys at Maggie Valley Fly Shop for making that happen, and uh, it's going to be a fun episode, so we hope you guys really, really enjoy it. Caleb, this is, this is cool, man. We are just hanging out. People are starting to kind of wander in. Doors open here in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this event space is awesome. Oh, dude, Holland's got it going on. I mean, we we just got it going on in here. It's 
people. I'm gonna go over here and check out this raffle table in a minute. Uh, oh couple, yeah, couple of gonna couple of goodies over there we could, we could get for sure. And uh, man, just big thanks to letting us come hang out. Here we are, little old dads on the fly, just sitting here, right, stage front, right, right, stage front, left, stage front, right, stage front, left. We're we're just sitting here and we're um, on the side. We're on the side. Yeah, <laughs> but we're pretty close, yeah, man. Yeah, we're right here. Uh, I just want to thank. Um, once again, Miller for letting us do this, and uh, Caleb, we're going to do some fishing. This, but when this episode drops, we will have done. We'll have fishing. done some fishing. Hopefully, hopefully. It was very difficult for me to not go fishing. The yesterday. only reason I didn't go get on the water today was because we had this. We had this tonight. Yeah, yeah. we would have normally fished. So, for all the people that we're about to meet here, I hope they understand how special they are because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these, Listen, we did this for you. <laughs> these films are uh, these films are going to be cool, man. And yeah, I'm excited. It's it's really I've always been. A man who loves some films, and so um, we're just gonna have a good time. We hope that uh, you guys enjoy this episode with Jerry, and I uh, think I think we're good, man. We're just gonna sign off, and let this episode happen. Let's do it, man. Thanks everyone for checking out this episode. Uh, we're gonna hear a quick word from our sponsors, and then dive into our conversation with Mr. Jerry Yates. Dad's on the Fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Maggie Valley Fly Shop is your go-to stop in Western North Carolina for all your fly fishing needs. Whether you're looking to book a guided trip or you're wanting to go catch some gear that you may need before you hit the stream, hop into Maggie Valley Fly Shop, grab a cup of coffee, get all the gear you need, and go enjoy a great day on the water in Western North Carolina. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Catch Cam Knits. Catch Cam Knits, where you can build your own knit. It's your knit, so you choose every feature. Check them out online at catchcamnets.com. Dads on the Fly is also brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, when we are looking for new places to go catch trout, I can think of no better resource to use than the Trout Routes app. It has been an awesome thing to help us find more trout to catch. Yeah, man, whether exploring new water or just being a new angler at all, Trout Routes now includes all of the lower 48 states on their amazing app that can be found anywhere you get your apps. So make sure and download Trout Routes today for all your fly fishing adventures. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Caleb with my brother, Joshua, and we are in a really special place tonight, along with some really special guests. Joshua, tell everybody where we're at. Dude, man, we're live in Maggie Valley Fly Shop, and let me just say right off the bat, uh, I think Shannon's back there in the back, and um, what they have done just in the short time since I've been back, man, I mean, the tying room back there is just getting sweeter and sweeter by the day. And uh, we've got a new room here with uh, Dry Fly Girl stuff. And so uh, it's just such a cool spot to be in. It feels like a fly shop. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. It's just awesome. This place is great. And this has been so fun tonight. We've hung out and uh, Shannon got got us hooked up with some burgers with dogs outside. And uh, we've had some people come in and hang out with us tonight. We're really excited that everybody's here. And um, we're really excited tonight to welcome to the podcast. Mr. Jerry Yates. Jerry, hey. thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely, man. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Jerry, is uh, Jerry, you've you got an awesome intro, and I'm going to let Joshua bring you in to tell everybody about okay. all of your amazing stuff. So, Joshua, tell everybody about Jerry. I don't know if I can tell everybody. I don't have like <laughs> something pre-written down here. I'm going to let Jerry tell a lot of it. But uh, I met Jerry at the uh, opening of this fly shop. You remember that, Jerry? That's right. Yeah, I was actually... Uh, Kind of over by the front door doing a frog fanny fly treatment demo and uh, doing some demonstration on how to use the frog fanny powder and what it's for. And yeah, we met. I remember the, meeting you guys and uh, 
and foster out there yeah man yeah that's good to have you here with us foster but yeah it was really cool meeting you yeah foster was here and he was like man we got a picture with jerry and he he didn't quit talk he would not quit talking about jerry like he just kept talking about jerry kept talking about jerry like frogs fanny frogs fanny frogs fanny kept talking about jerry and uh then we hung out at the virginia show and um we had talked to shannon about doing another show from the shop and i thought there was no better guest than uh than jerry man he's got such a great career in the industry um He's done a ton of guiding. Uh, Frogs, man, he's obviously something we're going to talk about. But for tonight, Jerry, first of all, man, just tell us uh, what's your backstory into fly fishing? Oh, man. So backstory into fly fishing. So uh, originally I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. And, uh, you know, I really got my fishing. Actually, my love of fishing started out from my dad. Okay. Um, He's, you know, he's been passed away for a long time now. But uh, he was not a fly fisherman. And he was just really into into fishing. And, uh taught us you know how to drown a worm with the best of them nice. you know <laughs> i mean that's how so, i call my first that's where everybody drop. starts yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So you gotta start there you know you get that background but um you know you know fast forwarding through many years of going out there with my dad you know catching you know um stock trout on you know on ponds and uh on the provo river you know we go out a lot of times uh there's even been a couple times when my dad uh showed up at school you, you can you can close your ears you know fast you don't want to hear this but he'd show up at school and he'd take me out of school and he's like well you know where we're going and we he took me out of school specifically to take me out fishing nothing well, we, better than that we got <laughs> off on our birthday when when we were young kids our dad always checked us out we never went to school on our birthdays we got to go fishing on our birthdays yeah so oh dang, to, that's totally cool. cool man yeah that's a good tradition yeah, heck yeah so yeah so fast forward a few years uh, my brother um he was working and living up in a, in a small mountain town, uh, Oakley, Utah. And that's right. And he literally lived right on the uh, Weber river. And, uh, uh, I actually got invited to stay the summer up there with him, you know, to go romp and stomp in the river. I was probably about, about, uh, Foster's age actually. Um, but I was out there fishing every day. I yeah. was, I was just a, a river rat and a half, you know? And, uh, so really, uh, how it really all began for fly fishing for me was, um, there was, uh, the company my brother worked for, the owner of the company from California was there visiting and, uh, he's big into fly fishing and he was asking, asking around to the employees, you know, Hey, you know, where's a good place to go fly fishing around here, all these rivers. And, uh, I was 11 years old at the time. And so my brother, he said, Hey, you know, come home with me after work. I'll introduce you to a guide. And uh, I, I know that this gentleman was not thinking he was going to be meeting up with a wet behind the ears 11 year old, but <laughs> awesome. he gets out, you know, he's at the house and, uh, and we did, we got out and he's like, okay, well show me where the fish are at. And I knew where the fish are at. I was on the river every day. And of course with worms, this guy gets out this big, long fly rod and this, you know, thin line and he's, <laughs> he get out there and he's got these, these little, you know, things he called flies. And I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, where is this guy's box of worms? This guy's an idiot, man. He's not going to catch anything. But I watched with amazement as we walked up to this one little spot. And I remember, and I could go back to this, this same place today, and it probably looks very much the same. It's a beautiful dry fly spot. And uh, we sat there, and the gentleman pointed out to me, you know, and I, I'd seen fish rise before. I'd seen them jump out of the water at, after bugs and stuff, but never gave any attention because I never know anything about it. But as he showed me, and then he got out some boxes of, uh, um, of flies, and then he actually got 
a fly out that kind of matched up what he was what was on the water and he cast that fly out there hit the water that fish come up out and he hooked that fish i was hooked all i wanted for my my 12th birthday was a fly rod <laughs> and which i actually still have so no I, way I so the same fly rod from my 12th birthday that's pretty incredible yeah that it was awesome. an old uh, uh glass like a you know just a uh, um I don't even know what it really was. It's kind of made out of just fiberglass, really. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the reel is plastic, you know. It's, just shake, it's made by Shakespeare. <laughs> Do you yeah. still fish it? I don't, okay. I don't fish anymore. <laughs> I was say, that'd be impressive. If you still caught fish on that, I was going to be impressed. Yeah, no, it's, really cool. it, it, it's a showpiece in, yeah. in my fly tying room. So. That's really neat. Yeah, absolutely. What a cool thing. But yeah, so that actually started my, that was my first guide gig right there, 11 years 11 old. 11 years old and already gotten, <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, so you got introduced to fly fishing at that point. You got a fly right at 12 years old? Got a fly right on at 12 years old. Well, and actually, I back up a little bit. Um, so get, being back home now, uh, in our backyard, we actually had this big weeping willow tree, and you know, I used to go out there and break the branches off oh, yeah. and act like it was a fly rod. That's awesome. And I would cast with that that weeping willow, and then I got my birthday present, which was a fly rod. Um, and so I was pretty much I was self taught my whole life, you know, wow. just growing up, you know, getting out there and just seeing people do it. And and I was this little kid, you know, walking around the river, you know, shadowing these people that yeah. are out there fly fishing. They're probably you know, get away from me, kid. You're bugging me, you know. But I would just learn as much as I could, you know, way back before the days of YouTube. Exactly, you yeah. So we just did as much as we could in, in watching. And then, you know, you get into high school, and my buddies were all into fly fishing. And, you know, now you're talking, you know, getting a, a, a driver's license, yep. you know, better equipment, you know, and, you know, heading up to the canyons about every uh, every time we could get a chance to, even if we had to skip school. Yeah. Sometimes if there's a good hatch going on, if we weren't in school, <laughs> just start driving up the canyons and you'd find us. So, I love it. Cutting yeah. school because the hatch is on. Yeah. That sounds great. That's I a great mean, way to look at it. I'd probably know. forgive my kids if he did that. Why were we out today? Well, Dad, there was a good... I mean, yeah, I, could, I could get on board with forgiving as long as you knew what hatch it Your was. Your son's yeah. here yeah. listening, so just be prepared. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I mean, one day, if he's, if he's ready to do... My wife probably won't listen. So to me, <laughs> um, so uh, man, you you this is in Utah, right? Yeah, where yeah. you're where you're growing up, yep. and um, you know we've we've talked off off air, and you then went to at some point in your life, you told us you spent a, a large amount of time in Ohio. Yeah. So um, when I met my wife in Utah, we stayed in Utah for about a year. Uh, I wasn't sure that she knew what she married was, you know, this guy was going to be on the river all the time, but she figured it out really quick that, you know, it's something that really made me happy and I enjoyed doing it. So, uh, she went out with me a couple of times. She's like, I think I, I get this, but it's not for me, you know, all the way. Okay. So, um, we spent some time in Utah for about a year yeah, when we first got married. And then I took a job out in Ohio and in law enforcement at uh, Belmont County Sheriff's office, which if you know anything about Ohio, it's, uh, it was on the East side of Ohio. Uh, right across the Ohio River from Wheeling, West Virginia. So um, when we were out there, so we spent, you know, about 15 years in East Ohio at uh, Belmont County. And uh, it was there that I had this idea of, uh, you know, starting up a fly fishing school. Uh, There's a lot of people out there that was kind of showing some interest in learning how to fly fish. I was really getting to know the, the waters out there. So for a little while, I was actually able to teach people how to fly fish. And then that turned into guiding a little bit out there as well. Um, just about anywhere you go in Ohio, there's, you know, some great smallmouth, you know, bass fishing. And that really is a love of mine too, in fly fishing for smallies. But, um, 
you know, I picked it up and, and actually started doing some guiding, uh, not only in Ohio, but uh, being over in East Ohio, uh, guided some in West Virginia okay. and also in uh, Western Pennsylvania, too. So uh, kind of cut my teeth guiding, you know, from that time forward and and been guiding off and on through my uh, law enforcement career. So um, I took a new job after about 15 years at Belmont County and started working for Miami University Police Department in East Ohio, or West Ohio. Uh, just north of Cincinnati. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, just kept up, you know, some of the guiding and uh, some more great rivers there. Uh, we had the Mad River not too far from us. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd go fishing up there. Uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, the Mad River is kind of just a stretch, you know, a straight stretch of river, but it's fun to fish. But there's also another cool little river over um, about a half hour from my house, and it's really kind of a happy accident. Uh, Brookville, uh, Indiana. And it's a tailwater of a, of a really deep dam there. And so the cold water from, you know, from the bottom release, it kept it cold. The Indiana DNA, you know, DNR, they uh, decided they were going to start stocking it. And it's actually a pretty decent little trout fishery. So I actually started picking up on that. Um, it, it, at times it gets a little technical because it's such you know, small flies. Yeah. But I started doing some guiding there too and, and more teaching. So, um, so you know, it, fly fishing has been really, you know, passion my whole life you know and just a, it's a lifelong journey so that's really cool so you uh you started this uh helping guys teaching fly fishing school and stuff like that and um that also led you then to another part of your story which is you told us a little bit about this off air earlier uh you kind of started was it footloose okay yeah yeah uh, i'd love to hear a little bit more yeah, about so footloose products so now yeah. we need to go back in time a little bit okay so <laughs> catch us up so um Growing up, you know, fly fishing, you can imagine that, you know, back in the, those days when, you know, it was, they were just really kind of coming out with, you yeah. know, petroleum-based products, you know, for putting on dry flies to keep them dry. Um, I've tried everything when, you know, growing up as a kid. I remember being in, in uh, scouts, Boy Scouts, and our scout master one time, he was really into fly fishing too. He taught us how to make dry fly dressing out of out of paraffin wax and gasoline. Huh. I'm sure that's not that's gonna, <laughs> great thing to okay. teach a bunch of Boy Scouts that are out there playing with fire. Just like, don't give them get a bunch of gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> Why did your box of flies go up in flames? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but um, nothing really ever worked. So it was it was uh, really became a a, a, uh, a it was it was my passion to actually find something that really really worked. And so I tried everything. And another happy accident was I, uh, fast forwarding out to about 1995, um, I found this little powder product and it's, uh, basically, you know, it's a hydrophobic fume silica. And, um, and I started seeing the, pro the, the value and the properties of this in a way that it was drying it drying out my flies faster. I didn't have to, uh, you know, pat it off on my shirt or, or on a dry, you know, a dry tab. Um, but I started playing with this powder and I also learned that if I mix that powder using a little, little, you know, chemical engineering, which I am not an engineer, by the way, just, you know, full disclosure, not an engineer, just a happy accident. <laughs> but I started messing around with, uh, uh, things like, uh, dehydrating essential type essential oils. Okay. Very similar to stuff that would be like, uh, duck preen oil. So I had to find something with this powder to, I wanted it to do two things, dry my flies out and make them waterproof. Yeah. So, you know, I'm carrying all these different products. So uh, what I found is by mixing these two, uh, two products together and it created a desiccant 
and a waterproofer. Hmm. And so I was actually, we were actually out visiting uh, our family in Utah at this time. And this is like about 1995. And um, I was showing my father-in-law in his kitchen uh, what this powder does. I just, I just rubbed into my hands and then I put some on a feather and dunked it down the water and pulled it out. And, you know, I, I know we're, we're, uh, I don't know if we can say this word, you might have to bleep me out later, but, uh, when I showed my father-in-law who was not a fly fisherman, he's a golfer, he's a golfer. But, uh, when I showed him what it does and how waterproof it was, he says, man, he said, Jerry, that stuff is waterproof as a frog's ass. <laughs> I love it. We have already talked about you know, starting up a business with this because it works so well. And I said, we can't call it frog's ass. So, <laughs> so my sister-in-law, who was probably about 10 years old at the time, um, she's like, well, Fanny's like an ass, so we'll call it frog's fanny. Frog's fanny. There so you go. Frog's fanny yeah, actually that's great. stuck. So Footloose Products was um, was the, the name of the business that we started out with. Uh, uh, my father-in-law, you know, the last name is Foot, F-O-O-T-E. Okay. So we just named our, our business Footloose Products. Love it. Uh, we started adding, you know, here and there different products to, uh, you know, to the Frog's Fanny line, things like bottle holders and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, as we uh, progressed and become a little bit bigger and branched off into doing, you know, a fly fishing school and guided fly fishing service and products, we knew we needed to change our name from Footloose product to, you know, more reflect on what we really do. Yeah. So that later on, as we uh, moved down here to North Carolina, became Stream Team Anglers. Really neat. Yeah. So Frogs Fanny is, uh, and I've just got a bottle. We'll call it a bottle, right? Yes, we'll call sir. It a bottle. It's okay. a bottle. It's a bottle. Um, it's a double duty fly treatment. And, uh, and just to be honest, Jerry, I had some of this before I ever met you. Oh, so, that's awesome. So man. I'd picked up some, so I don't even remember what fly shop I'd picked it up in. And uh, and then we come to that opening day here, you know, and I'm like, this is the guy who made this stuff I've been fishing with. Um, so it, it's all it's all over, correct? Like you're you're all over the country? Yeah, we uh, so we started out, um, if I can go back just with my, my father-in-law, we started out just by uh, packing up some of these bottles of Frog's Fanny, and we would drive like around the country going shop to shop, like, just like door salesmen, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> and my father-in-law and I, we'd go in, and he literally... Take a, take a little tank with you yeah. and, like, show everybody how whatever Actually, it Actually, start out in just a cup. Man. I love it's it. Just, <laughs> no way. You know, we'd awesome. go up to a shop, like, here in Maggie Valley, and we'd go up to the to the fly bin, and my father-in-law grab a couple flies out, and these guys are kind of looking at us. He'd put his briefcase up on their on their counter, and like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> and we'd get out this this uh, powder, and this, you know, it was like, okay, it, we'd tell him. If you don't like what you see, then we'll leave and we'll buy your flies, you know, because we're using their flies right off their shelves. That's yeah, pretty good. And, uh, yeah, and so we'd brush them in and dunk them down in there, and they'd see the, you know, the flies pop right up to the surface. And uh, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's really cool. So we started out doing it that way, door to door, shop to shop. As it grew, um, I started going around the country to uh, trade shows, kind of like what we were in, in Virginia. Yeah. So I followed the fly fishing show um, from coast to coast, hit all the shows I possibly could, really did so many demos. In the, the demonstration you saw here with the, uh, at Maggie Valley with the, uh, the tank. For yeah. sure. You know, demoing uh, dry flies and demoing the, what we do with the nymphs and streamers and all that. You know, I traveled around the country doing that, and that really got us some, uh, some recognition of what we do and what Frog's Fanny is all about. And from that, we actually picked up a lot of uh, 
uh, dealers. I mean, we have people that have been buying frogs fanny from us from the very beginning, mom and pop shops, um, on the way up to, uh, you know, large distributors. Um, it's the distributors that really helped me get, uh, my product out there in the, in the stores. So I got, really a, I got a couple follow-ups. One is, do you do all this out of your house? Like where, <laughs> where, where is this stuff made? So we, uh, we do all the, uh, the bottle filling and packaging and everything from my house. No way. But, um, when, when we actually discovered the right formula for mm-hmm. this powder, um, we immediately got a patent on it. Yeah. You know, okay. before we started the business, we for got sure. a patent on it. Um, and now actually, instead of, you know, my father-in-law, when, instead of mixing it up in this garage, which was a complete mess, <laughs> sure. mean, we, we were, we were frogs fannied from head to toe all the time, man. <laughs> like Kate shower. You're like, just stay dry. Yeah, the whole you time. Just stay dry. <laughs> Walk out in the rain. You don't need a rain. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But we went from that to, uh, I, I found uh, a company that I've been dealing with for a long time now which was a match made in heaven because um, it's a chemical company that they do a lot of mixing stuff for a lot of different com- you know, chemicals uh, throughout you know, different businesses yeah. that specialize in different things. But it was so cool to, to find, you know, find these folks because they in- take my formula, they mix it for me. They've got you know, big warehouse stuff to do all that for me at, you know, and actually keeps my garage a lot cleaner. Nice. Not as waterproof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not as waterproof. That's that pretty good. good. So, so you just want to let everybody know that and we're going to talk to, um, to Jerry about some other stuff. But we you know when I first saw Frogs Fanny, I'm just thinking dry fly for floating, right? You know, yeah. put on my dry fly and help my dry fly float better and reapply it when necessary. But the day we were in the shop, Jerry was like, you don't just use it for dry flies. Um, and I... I don't know. I'd never put it on a nymph, man. Dude, I have a great story about this. Because okay, same I'm thing, ready. Frog's Fanny, you know, I thought, I've used it before, dry fly float, and it's great. We go to the Virginia show, <clears throat> and your wife is at your booth. Yeah. And my wife is walking up. You're giving me a casting lesson at the, oh, uh, yeah. at the thing. And, my, and our wives are hanging out at the Frog's Fanny booth. And when we're done, my wife's like, I learned all about this cool stuff. You can put it on your dry flies. You can put it on your nymphs. I'm like, you put on nymphs? What are you going to put a, What are you putting floating on a nymph for? So I'd love for you to tell a little bit about that. Like, what is what is it that you're doing with that? Yeah, thing? absolutely. So one of the funnest things with you know, with the Frog's Fanny powder, and actually having since from 1996 up to now, it's still a lot of fun to work with. Yeah. It's fun to play with, go out on the river and just try things out. So um, I'm a kind of a bug geek, you know, especially aquatic, you know, bugs for, you know, especially for fly fishing, you know, I like to get out and study the rock yeah. under the rocks, go out and do some, you know, bug sanding in the rivers. And it was one day that I was actually uh, sanding bugs. And uh, when, before I was bringing my net up out of the water, I was looking down at the, at, at the, at the water. And before the net come up out of the water, I seen all these little like shiny bubbles on all these all these insects that I'm pulling up. I mean, I'm like, what the heck's going on here? And then I realized, looking at really close, you know, close look at the bugs, it's uh, it's a gassy air bubble that they all have. It's life-sustaining um, around their thorax, around their gills. And um, knowing what Frog's Fanny does, because, I mean, I'd put it on my hands and I'd see it kind of bubble up, put my hand down in the water, and I'd see that. And I was like, well, I wonder what would happen if I put Frog's Fanny just around the head and thorax of this bug. We dropped it down in there, perfect air bubble. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap. So then I started doing that. I'd specifically go out and, and I would search for um, fish on the bottom that are actively feeding on nymphs, going back and forth, just opening their mouths, eat, eating the nymphs. 
and I would try my nymph without an air bubble. And you get that perfect cast, that perfect drift, only to see that fish swim right around yeah. your nymph. You're like, dang it. So I'd taken that. I'm actually very familiar with that feeling. Like, oh. So familiar with that feeling. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? It's horrible. <laughs> Terrible. But then I would put that air bubble on there, get that same cast, that right drift with the air bubble on there, and there's a strike. Yeah. Like, holy crap, there's something to this. So the more I studied about bugs and the more I realized that, you know, stoneflies, you know, mayflies, caddis, whenever they're coming out of the water, they have that gassy air bubble around yeah. their thorax. And, I mean, fly tires, I know you guys are you know, fly tires too. We all use materials or try to use materials to kind of mimic those bubbles sometime. And it's, you know, a lot of times doesn't work all that great, like little glass beads and things. But you put that frog's fanny on there and that is just a magical thing. And so many times I've done demos where I've showed the dry fly and they're like, yeah, okay, that's pretty dang cool that it popped right out of the water like that. But then I put that air bubble on them and then they're just like, that's a game changer. Yeah. Like, holy crap. So we did that. And then I started messing around with it too and just started putting it on streamers um, okay. and on, uh, on saltwater patterns too. You know, the streamers that actually, if you take a, like, even just like a woolly bugger and brush the, the marabou, when it goes down underneath the water, it, um, it has that big air bubble around that tail yeah. and actually gives your fly some buoyancy. So it comes, you know, it'll, when you're stripping that, that fly in and it drops up and down, up and down, kind of gives a little more motion, but it's pretty cool stuff. I, I, I I'll, I'll confess that I don't, I sometimes forget to put it on my nymph, Jerry. I just. I'll be out fishing in the park, and I'll be dry dropper fishing, and I'll uh, I'll put uh, frogs fan, you know, like on my dry fly and get ready, and then I'll forget. And then if Foster's ever with me, he's like, Daddy, you didn't put it on the nymph, too. <laughs> like, he, he always reminds me to put it on both. Um, but it's, I don't think people think about that as much. Yeah. I don't know, Caleb. I mean, do you think? No, yeah. Like I said, I'd never even thought about it before. And, and my wife schooled me in something fly fishing, so I'm kind of impressed, if I'm going to be honest. So It was really, she was um, just paying attention. She really yeah. did pay attention. <laughs> which is really neat. So, yeah, it's really cool. Well, uh, this is all, it's really cool to hear the story of Frogs Fanny. Um, but not only uh, do you do that, you've also, you're a, uh, you're a certified casting instructor? I am. So, I'm, I'm forever trying to better myself yeah. in fly fishing. You know, it, I'm, you can always learn something new. Absolutely. And that's, that's what keeps bringing us back to it, I think. Yeah, like I, It's absolutely. always something, something else to learn. And yeah. I don't know if you ever would be considered a master, because I don't know if anybody could ever figure it all out. Well, you know, I think uh, I think if you think yourself as a master, then um, you're probably not. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. But no, it really keeps you coming back for more. And um, so shortly after I, I retired, um, having gone through uh, guide school, you know, years ago, and yeah. I thought well, that was really great. But what can I do better? Um, getting uh, getting with my friend who was very instrumental in getting me to move down here to North Carolina. Um, you know, Bryson City, you know, local, uh, Mac Brown. Um, I give a little shout out for him and his, and his uh, you know, fly fishing school yeah, because man. he does a great job. Uh, he actually mentored me through the uh, Fly Fishers International Casting Instructor you know, Certification Program. And, uh, and that, I, to me, that was just, you know, priceless to be able to have someone that has his ability to be my mentor right here in my own backyard was pretty awesome. So I, uh, I sought out to get my, uh, FFI casting instructor certification and, uh, it's not an easy test. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 
you got to put a lot of practice into it. So what, what goes into that, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so there's a, there's a written exam, a instructional exam, and also an instructional exam showing the mechanics of all the casting. Wow. Um, it's not only being able to learn and show that you can cast correctly, but at, you know, on demand, you have to, through the test, you have to be able to cast horribly, like throw a tailing loop when they say throw a tailing loop. Okay. So that you can show that you can instruct others as they're, you know, learning. Wow. You know, okay. so you see what they're doing and you can replicate what they're doing as you're teaching. So, you know, I really thought that was a, is a really good idea. I mean, it's, uh, it helped me out a lot. You know, I thought I was actually a pretty good caster until I did the FFI class and casting instructor. I would be scared to even give an attempt now. Uh, like, I mean, <laughs> if you think, because I don't even think I'm a good caster, and if somebody thinks they're a good caster, you still learn a lot. It's like, oh, oh I'll be way behind. You know, <laughs> it's if nothing else, it really helped me and my ability to, you know, to fly fish, but my ability also to uh, to instruct others. Yeah, and you know, I love sure. doing that. Um, you know, I'm not stopping there. I'm actually right now. I'm in the process of uh, uh, practicing, studying, and and for my master's uh, FFI instructor. Wow. Awesome! So, so there's a different tier. There is. There's okay. a, a casting instructor, and there's master's you know instructor. Which honestly, there's not a whole lot of master instructors around the world. Wow. So wow. and we've got another one. So you know, Mac is actually mentoring me through that too. Really cool. So hopefully, I can pass that test. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. It's well, I mean, well, it's really neat. I mean, you you we when we were in Virginia together. You took me out on the casting pond that day, and you you changed my mechanics like uh, in no time. Yeah, you gave and, him uh, a, and you helped me out. A two minute him, lesson that changed a lot. I it mean, hasn't it helped him catch any more fish, yeah. but it, it's well, definitely you know. helped him look better casting. <laughs> did, <laughs> did, sure. did you get my bill yet? I have not gotten the bill yet. <laughs> I, I, I forgot my address that day. So yeah, <laughs> no, but, um, I mean, it's really neat. I think a lot of times we don't realize, and I don't want you to speak to this when it comes to casting and casting instruction. I think a lot of times we are so focused on just getting the fly in the water, which is the most important aspect yeah um but there are so many things that we can do better to actually help our success yeah. a whole lot i mean you just helping me literally like tuck my arm getting that stopping that rod sooner instead of dropping all the way down has helped me a ton and helps me oh, present yeah. a fly a whole lot better so i'd love to ask you what are kind of some of the biggest mistakes you see casters make uh as you instruct it, a lot of people? some of the biggest mistakes i see one adding too much power okay um i get this a lot from their our salt saltwater friends down down south that come up and want to do some trout fishing. Yeah. Um, a lot of spin casters too, you know, they, uh, they throw, they want to, they, they do some nice casts, you know, back casts and forecasts until they want to land that fly. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm really going to just ram that, that power through that, yeah, first, yeah. that forecast. So too much power, you know, mm -hmm. too much power, you know, uh, applied to the force of the rod. Yeah. That, um, that can actually, you know, hamper the rod's ability to help you cast. Yep. It's putting too much energy. So too much power, energy into the rod, and then also breaking your wrist back. Mm -hmm. um, meaning, uh, breaking your wrist, meaning going to your back cast, and instead of stopping with a tight, you know, tight wrist up close to your ear, they drop that rod tip almost mm -hmm. all the way back to where it almost hits to the back, you know, back of the water right behind yeah. them. Um, but uh, that's a very common mistake is, is actually breaking your wrist on top of that. What I see a lot of is uh, bad timing. Mm. So, um, they may go to a, a good back cast, 
Um, but on their forecast, they they uh, shoot the line forward too quickly, okay, causing a lot of what's known as more like uh, people more um, know more as uh, wind knots, which really creating ta um, tailing loops. So timing is another thing. But when you can actually sit with somebody and really work through all those all those mechanics, yeah. and that's the coolest thing is this all of a sudden when that light bulb goes off and they feel that first perfect cast yeah those first you know perfect loops then it's like oh my gosh now they want to say i got to replicate they're like dang it how did i just do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i felt that that day i was with you yeah i mean that day that we we hung out together for literally 10 minutes maybe yeah. and uh you got me and i hit that cast right and i was like oh gosh like i gotta do that again because yeah. uh, it is it's something special when you get that perfect loop i think what sure. i'm hearing is that uh you know, we got some saltwater trips coming up this summer, Caleb. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do. I'm thinking that we might need to hire Jerry out for a day, you know, just to help us with our <laughs> double haul amongst other things yeah. that might. Yeah, you know, to, learn how to double haul. Yeah, they need <laughs> to sure. come into to come into play there. Um, for sure, he would be be the man to go to. Um, so, through all this, we talked about Frogs Fanny, uh, cash instructor. Um, I know you guided some in in Ohio, like you were talking mm -hmm. about doing some kind of part time stuff. Um, but now. You're gotten pretty much all the time now, correct? Yeah. So um, since I was able to retire from law enforcement and uh, I knew that, you know, when I did that, when I was able to, you know, fulfill my career and uh, and retired that I want to do guiding full time. And so um, I was actually looking at some places out west, you know, uh, kind of going back out, you know, towards Utah, Idaho and those places to to guide. But came down here because I can guide all year round. So I get to do this full time. And uh, I do some guiding for, uh, you know, for here at Maggie Valley Fly Shop, which, you know, that, that was another match made in heaven. I, I love being here, and they're such great people, such a great shop, and, and, a, and a great opportunity to, you know, fish with their, you know, with their customers, their clients, and take them to all our awesome water we have here. Um, but to be able to have an office like Western North Carolina, mm -hmm. I mean, just the amount of, water we have here yeah that's what really blows my mind and i used to come down here on long weekends um sometimes you know i get you know away from the police department especially after a busy week you know i'd jump in my truck it was only a five hour drive so i'd come down here so i i kind of knew the area a little bit anyway gotcha but man it just was a no-brainer as as soon as i you know i knew i could guide down here full time all year round i was like yeah sign me up so so here so i know you do uh, a lot of uh you have a, a raft, you do some float guy, you do, do some float trips. You also do um, walk and wade type stuff. What is, uh, I've just heard you speak to this to other people, um, either at the Virginia show or maybe just in the shop here. I feel like you really have a passion for instructing um, and just teaching people. I know you get a lot of new people on the water. Yeah. Um, uh, what does that mean to you to kind of get somebody into fly? You were talking about it out here before we eaten before the night. Like, you know, we had some brand new people that just caught their first fish on a fly rod. What, what does that mean to you, man? Like, why does that excite you? You know, that that's the future of our sport, mm. you know, is really passing that legacy on to others, you know, and, and I, I absolutely love to uh, instruct more than I do love to guide. Absolutely. Um, and what that means to me is actually being able to share, share my passion with somebody else that wants to learn that passion. You know, some, some people I teach, they're like, okay, that was cool. You know, maybe not for me, but yeah. most of the time people are coming out and they really want to learn. And I really absolutely love teaching new people, you know, to the sport, you know, it's just because it, it, when they get to that point where you've taught them enough, then you let them get on the water 
And they, at that first time they present that fly just right. And that first fish hits their fly. That that's amazing. Like yesterday we had, uh, um, a young man, I, I, I don't know how old he was. He's probably 13, yeah. but he's never fly fished before. Had him out on the West Fork and we had a, a nice March brown hatch going on yesterday and put a, you know, a dry fly on there for him with a little dropper nymph on the, on the, and he got that, that drift just right. He picked his lineup when I told him he's a good listener, but he picked that lineup just right. He saw what was happening and immediately a nice rainbow trout come completely out of the water, oh, yeah. grabbing his fly. And he's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's, he's hooked for life. Yeah. yeah. But his, his eyes lit up. I mean, his countenance lit up. That's what it's all about for me is just being able to share that passion with others. Yeah. It's something exciting. You know, I'm not, I'm not a guy I haven't taken, but I've got to take a lot of family members out. Um, I've got to take my own wife out and, uh, it's exciting when they get that first fish on the fly. Oh yeah. It's a game changer. And, um, you know, some of them have, you know, said, Oh man, this is awesome. I can't wait to come back. Some of them, they're like, Oh man, that was a great day with you on the water. You know, they're not addicted to it like I am now, but, uh, it's just something special about and the fact that we're in such beautiful places that we get to do it, you were just talking about Western North Carolina and just, yeah. you know, the, the beautiful spot that we live in, you know, we get crazy weather. Like today you're fishing in 20 degrees and tomorrow you might be fishing in 70 degrees, Yeah, absolutely. but, <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's really neat to be able to experience some of these places with, with, with the people too. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to, you know, you kind of mentioned this a little bit. You talked about the reason you came back here, you can do it year round. Um, but in that, would you say that, you know, trout really have your heart or or do you i know you've caught like a lot of other species of fish i've seen pictures you talked to me about some steelhead stuff like yeah. that but i mean do you keep keep coming back to trout kind of or is, is well just... <laughs> you know i guess trout is my is one true love you know? <laughs> there you go. But, that's your steady diet like you steady just steady, diet. yeah i like it but man give give me a summertime you know river with some smallies absolutely yeah. Yeah. i mean they're explosive and they're so much fun and they're you know you know, some of those you know, smallmouth you catch on, on a fly is just, I mean, even on dry flies, I've had, you know, smallies come out on dries too, yeah. and that's pretty cool. But yeah, trout kind of, you know, I kind of gravitate towards trout. Um, but I am a steelhead junkie. Really? So absolutely. Yeah, I just, I mean, that, if I broke it down to one fish, that, that was the only fish I could go after, um, it would be steelhead. I mean, it's just... You know, they're, they're absolutely amazing. I've been doing steelhead fishing now, um, uh, winter trips, you know, fall trips up in the Great Lake tributaries now okay. for probably about, this would be my 18th year this, this year. Wow. So are you like, are you swinging flies or are you, or what, how are you catching them? Um, I don't know. I know very little about steelhead fishing. Well, different times of the year, um, you swing flies and, and different you know situations. Most of the time up at the, uh, Great Lake tributaries in the fall, uh, a lot of those, uh, those steelhead and, and Great Lake uh, brown trout. Um, that's another cool thing, too. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But um, most of those steelhead and brown trout, even Atlantic salmon, um, they're actually traveling up the tributaries after the uh, Chinook salmon uh, spawning. Okay. So um, when those uh, Chinook are up there and they're dropping eggs left and right, and you got all those other fish up there just gobbling up the eggs, yeah, you turn to egg patterns. And so oh, yeah. You're doing a lot of what we call chuck and duck, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> I like it, but it's essential because you got to get your fly down to the bottom yeah. uh, where those natural eggs are at. I mean, if you're two inches above those fish at that time of the year, 
they're just not even going to take a second look at your fly going too high. They're just because they got all the way they want down here. But um, there's days, though, that, you know, all of a sudden eggs don't work and it gets really slow. And the one thing that I've learned to turn to for steelhead especially is just drop down to natural, hmm. you know, natural wow. like stoneflies. Um, my go-to now the last couple of years has been patch rubber leg stoneflies. Nice. That has been absolutely a phenomenal fly. I've caught, you know, steelhead and browns up there on the, on that fly. But, um, yeah, so you're actually doing a lot of like, you know, just egg flies, Yeah. but, um, springtime steelheading, uh, that's now where you're talking about, you, you can still fish some, you know, some egg flies, but now you're talking in a little bit more of your, uh, swinging flies, mm-hmm. you know, swinging some streamers and really you don't have to look too much further than just the woolly bugger. Yeah. You know, just a woolly bugger, black woolly bugger with some crystal flash in it. That should get the job done. But, uh, yeah, man, steelhead are explosive. If you've never caught a steelhead before, man, it, they're like hooking into a freight train. Don't get Joshua started. He'll have, these a, he'll have a trip planned tomorrow. these fish, man, yeah. that we've not targeted, <laughs> and I have to just kind of calm down and not get too far ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, so, we kind of asked this. You know, you're a great teacher, but is there anything else that just really you love about guiding? I know you love seeing people because that, but you just love doing that every day. So, you know, it's actually the, the love of guiding is, is really just helping people to not only understand fly fishing, but just to enjoy the, the outdoors that we have, yeah. just to enjoy being out there and enjoy the journey. You know, people getting into it for their, their first time, um, I, I try to stress that, that, yeah, it's great to get out and, and to catch fish, but it's also, you know, slow down and enjoy the journey too. And that's one thing that I really absolutely love is being able to share with others, you know, on a guide trip, what we really have, you know, and not just here, but, you know, out West or anywhere you have a, you know, a pristine river to fish, you know, to enjoy that river. And not only that to, uh, but to teach people to, you know, give back and, you know, pay it forward, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's more, we talk about that all the time. The, the fishing is just kind of the catalyst for the whole thing. You know, it's nice to go out and catch a bunch of fish, obviously. I mean, that's why we do it. Let's be honest. Like (laughs) if we weren't catching fish, we probably wouldn't do it. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, we got to take time to enjoy all the moments, which is simple from taking the ride to the stream to, to yeah. hanging out at the back of the truck, getting your waiters on and goofing off with each other and uh, enjoying a cup of coffee by the stream or something, you know, that's, oh, yeah. it's something really special about doing that. Well, it's like you were, you were talking about earlier when we were outside, you know, eating some burgers. Um, you know, I heard you talking about, um, you know, the Cherokee and the elk and things over yeah. there. And, you know, that's really cool. And there's been times I've been over there guiding and we're sitting there, you know, standing in the middle of Raven Fork, and all of a sudden here come a group of elk yeah. right across the river below them. Although I, I did have, i got to say this one, one kind of a, it was kind of a funny moment. It could have been a serious moment if he fell, fo- followed through with it. But I had a client one, one time about two years ago. He said, man, can I walk over there and pet that thing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, you may not. No, please don't. Don't, d- please don't be don't one do of those that. people. Thanks. <laughs> I said, how about we take your picture right here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll make you look like you're close <laughs> yeah. to him, right? I was like, no, no, you don't want to pet them. I said, they're wild animals. and But, yeah, things like that. You know, yeah. and we've actually even had the same, that same experience. Uh, it was a couple of years ago in the fall. Uh, we had a bear 
come yeah. across the river. That's cool. And that was really cool. That bear didn't pay any attention to us. It just kept going. Yeah. But it was just really cool to be able to share those moments, you know, with people. That's neat. Yeah, we had that one day floating, floating the tuck. Yeah. Not yeah, too far away. Bears we were, just swam right bear, in front of mama us. Bear and cool. cub, mama bear and cub <laughs> come crazy. literally like 100 yards in front of us. And yeah, that's amazing. We get to, She gets to the other side of the river. We try to slow down a little bit, and she she is not happy. Like, she's making sure we get on down the river. But uh, it's pretty it's pretty spectacular when you get to just see the wildlife. You know, Absolutely. we fished up in the West Fork and stuff. We see the bald eagles fly overhead sometimes. Oh, yeah. and it's just There's something special about that. Yeah, absolutely. But if we don't take time to slow down and pay attention to it, we, we miss out on it for yep, sure. Yep. Take time to look around and look up. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jerry, um, one thing we always like to talk about on our show, kind of as we kind of bring it full circle, um, is uh, how you get kids into fishing. And, um, you know, you're a father yourself. Uh, I am. You know, got a, got a daughter. And, uh, you know, I, I just know that my son gravitated to you <laughs> immediately the first time he met you. And, and I've seen you talk to other kids at the Virginia show. I know you've guided a lot of families. And so um, you could speak about it in two ways. Uh, first of all, you know, how, how do you – what is the best way to get kids into it, in your opinion, as a guy who does this with people maybe for the first time? You know, I actually want to use my my great-nephew. He was here just a little bit ago. You saw him running around. Yeah. Um, Asher. He's a cool dude. Um, he's four years old, okay. and uh, they just moved out here from Utah. So um, he's really, you know, liking these outdoor things. Oh, yeah. Um, like, with, I think – getting young kids into to liking you know, this sport or liking just fishing period um is you have to take your time with them you know you know let let them show you Absolutely. what they want to do and i gotta tell you you know we went over uh to what is uh, cooper's cooper's creek or cooper's oh yeah, yeah and i thought it'd just be fun to take them over there and you know uh, yeah, you know, Asher had his little, you know, little tiny fishing pole, little Zebco thing, but he's like, no, I want to fish and want to fish the the fly rod, and so we, you know, took time to help him and show him, and we got some great videos of him. You know, he just lit up as soon as he saw that trout come to the yeah. top and take that dry fly for sure. So, but then you know there comes that time when you know some of the little guys they get you know a little you know too much you know uh, too much fishing a little over century there. And, uh, and they start losing some attention. So that's where I think we need to back off and, you know, just help them to love it. Yeah. You know, help, you know, teach them at a young, young age. But then at the same time, you know, as, as, you know, kids get a little older, they haven't had that experience for the first time. But, um, you know, I think if we show them, you know, what it's all about and then let them experience it for themselves, you know, and, and honestly, even let them you know, let them have some, you know, hard times like in, in casting, mm. you're like, okay, this is how you do it. And they get out there and try to do it. Yeah. There's going to be some, you know, some moments where they get frustrated, but you know, that's okay. You know, it's okay to let them know that they feel frustrated, but now work with them and be patient. You know, that's the whole point right there. Just be patient. And, and when they get to that spot in their life, when that light bulb goes off and they get it yeah. and, and now they're hooked on it. So yeah, it's pretty cool when you see that happen. I know Josh was seeing that happen with uh, with Foster, who's here with us tonight, and uh, I'm beginning to see it with my own kids as well. You know, I take we've got a local pond that we fish every now and then. I get to run the boys down to, and um, my seven year old, he's it's starting to click, and oh, yeah. uh, he's uh, he's starting to get cast down a little bit. Yeah. And he's throwing little poppers on top of that pond, and fish are coming up to eat, and it's it's an exciting time. It really is an exciting time. I, you know, it just I think back of my daughter. You know, growing up, you know, she. 
she didn't have any choice but to learn how to fly fish. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but it's in their blood now, right? It's in their blood. Yeah. It's in their DNA. Well, like nothing has made me prouder. My my son turned seven next week, and uh, when when his mom asked him the other day what kind of party he wanted, he wanted a he wanted a fly fishing slash Jurassic Park party. So <laughs> I'm like, like, I, mean, like I mean, it's pretty. I'm ex- I'm stoked. So like, I don't know how we're combining well, those. Well, I thought the coolest thing so, was the uh, other day he told you that uh, you know how old did he have to be before he could fly oh, yeah, he somewhere? Took, yeah. He wanted to get on a plane with you. Yeah, he told me when he oh, turns wow. twelve, he wants to go fly fishing with me. He wants to go fly on a plane somewhere. Where's his and destination? I'm like, <laughs> I know. And I, I, well, I'm just like, got, you know, that's an easy sell to my wife. We got a couple so, years. Like, we got a couple years to put that destination to make it really big yeah, for him. Yeah. I'm hoping we're, I'm hoping I can convince him to tell my wife like New Zealand or something like that. That'd be awesome. Well, Jerry, man, this, this has been awesome. Um, I love hearing all of your story and, uh, I think what you've done with frogs, Fanny, and, uh, we could probably talk forever cause I've got about a thousand other questions we could talk about casting and um we might have to have you back on for another time for something well, like that if you that. get me here any longer i'm gonna have to start the uh you know start the uh the time and and start charging so. yeah i understand, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, understand. Uh, I want to couple, do a couple things Caleb, before we leave tonight yeah. uh number one we want to let everybody know um how you can get your hands on some frogs fanny um so we know we got it here at the maggie valley fly shop if you're in the area yeah. but What's another way, Jerry, that people can find you other than Instagram is Frogs Fanny, correct? Yeah, in- Instagram is uh, is Frogs Fanny, and um, um, also we have Instagram uh, Stream Team Anglers. Okay, um, but you can also, like you said, you can buy it through here, Maggie Valley Fly Shop, or you can buy it through StreamTeamAnglers.com. Okay, I have a website where I can sell, you know, sell direct. Um, or if you know, if you don't have. Um, the Maggie Valley in your backyard, or if you need to travel somewhere or you just find online, you can find online. Lots of people sell it out there. I mean, there's even in Bass Pro, you know, they can get it there too. So, but yeah, it's everywhere. Um, but we're happy to sell it to you direct too. Okay, sweet. And if you're in the area, guys, I can't recommend enough um, swinging by Maggie Valley Fly Shop and, or you can call and say, hey, I want to fish with Jerry, right? Absolutely. Get a, trip, get a trip with Jerry uh, lined you, up. You might get a free bottle of frog spin. There, yeah, there, there you go. It's like an incentive. But uh, he's going to put you on some fish for sure. Um, he does a great job guiding wherever he might be able to take you. I mean, he does those float trips on some of the tailwaters up in Tennessee and, and yes, uh, some, some local tailwaters as well. So just want to let everybody know that. Also, Caleb, just want to give uh, a couple other big shout outs, man. Yeah, man. Um, first of all, big shout out to Shannon and Maggie Valley Fly Shop for having us tonight. Um, our studio is pretty cool. Nothing made, like this, though. But but this atmosphere is pretty nice. Yeah, um, just to look around and see, um, you know, waiters hanging on the wall. Man, and, I, could, I could go hang out in that time room, room for a and, long time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so big shout out to those guys. Thanks so much for hosting us tonight. Uh, Shannon went overboard, man. Yeah. Saw some burgers and some hot dogs before we got started tonight. And that was pretty awesome. A lot of people came by outside and we got to sit and talk. Um, also want to give a big shout out, man, to our friend Bailey, who's here. Yeah. Bailey, uh, thanks for coming and hanging yeah. out with us, man. Stonefly. I want to make sure I say this Stonefly right. Stonefly Outdoors. outdoors. Uh, check him out. Bailey's Thank from you. North Carolina. He came all the way to hang out with us. Been listening to the show for a long time. Hooked us up with and, some amazing flies that you may never see. But uh, I mean, he, he hooked us <laughs> up with some flies that we're going to fish uh, soon. They're in my truck. That's what happens when you make me drive. <laughs> uh, they may not leave my truck. So 
<laughs> didn't want to just uh, end this episode without saying big thanks to you, man, for yeah, coming man. to hang out with us tonight. And um, and some other folks came by earlier and uh, hung out. It was a cool thing. We wanted to do that. We love doing shows in other other, other places, places, not yeah. the basement in the shop. So, um, you know, if you got a cool place somewhere you want us to come to this summer and I can get Caleb away, maybe we might just do that. Sounds um, good. But to, anything else, Caleb? Yeah, man, thanks to Frog Level Brewing. They hooked us up with some beverages for, sure. for tonight, too, for everybody that came by. And uh, we got a bunch of cool gear sitting up here on the – bunch of stickers and some gear up here on the table. And uh, thanks for everybody. Nadramus Fly Company, uh, we yeah. gave away a fly tying kit tonight. So, um, yeah, good we'll stuff, do a- man. Just thanks to everybody that, that made this possible. And uh, I love doing this kind of stuff. This for sure. Great. Be on the lookout for uh, some, some more giveaways coming with some of that stuff that we're going to do um and uh jerry man anything else before we go tonight thank you so much for being with us hey man just uh tight lines and fish the frog you know <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's a great way to say it well uh yeah and and, and joshua i did want to say this before we wrap up you know the, the when we started this podcast we never knew we'd get to hang out with a bunch of great people and uh the thing that we fall in love with the most about fly fishing is really the people and the community and um we got to experience a little bit of that tonight and so i'm thankful that we got that opportunity and uh, so, yeah, I'm just I'm glad that, that we're doing more events like this and excited for more of them in the future. Yeah, man. I can't wait. Yeah, man. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Dazzle Fly podcast. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dads on the Fly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you.